This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919-1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. You're listening to the Indo Daily. Now, a special episode from our sister podcast, The Bell Tell. You know, the mother's dying wish was that, that they would find the body so Connor could come home and be put in the grave beside his daddy. There, the family's wish now is that the body can be found, brought home and put in the grave beside the mummy and daddy. You know, the brother Oliver's here today and I've, I've spent time with these families. There's a cruelty to the disappeared, you know. In 1975, 19-year-old Columba McVeigh is living in Dolphin's Barn in Dublin. On Halloween night, Columba, originally from Tyrone, leaves his flat to go and buy cigarettes. His family and friends never hear of him again. The last people to see him were his killers. For almost 50 years, the family of Columba McVeigh have waited and waited. The 19-year-old from Tyrone was abducted, murdered and secretly buried by the IRA in 1975. His body has never been found. Despite extensive and continuing searches, the McVeigh family remain hopeful they will bring Columba home and give him a Christian burial. Columbus family believe the IRA could tell them more about what they did with his body. I'm a little bit more hopeful, but I've been here before. It's a deja vu, without the happy ending, you know what I mean? So um, I'm hopeful, but, you know, just waiting as well for a response. It's my brother. I'd be the happiest woman alive to walk in behind his coffin into Donoghmore Chapel and see her being lowered into the grave in beside our mum and dad. That's what it means. That's it. Why did the IRA murder Columba McVeigh? Why did they hide his body? And what role did MI5 play in his story? He was getting lots of trouble and from the IRA and lots of trouble from, you know, obviously the, the, the real rank-and-file police and UDR and army. As far as they were concerned, he was an IRA man. They didn't know what MI5 was trying to do, so... I spoke to Columbus' brother, Oliver McVeigh. Oliver, you're very welcome to the Bell Tell. Your brother, Columba, um, is one of the disappeared. One of the people killed and secretly buried by the IRA. He's been missing now for almost 40 years. What can you tell us about what happened to Columba? He got into trouble. When I say he got into trouble, the MI5 or whatever tried to recruit him, even though he wasn't in the IRA. But he obviously would have been running around with ones, maybe. You know, at that time, you didn't know who they were, you know, that sort of thing. So they planted bullets in the house. They come one morning, raided the house, planted the bullets on an us, come the next morning, Bullets planted. Columba got away. 
you know, Colombo wasn't there. Who were putting pressure on him, obviously. But he 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 would have been a very he would have been a guy that uh, he wouldn't have been the brightest tool in the box anyway. Last part of the cat. And uh, after after two days, he actually you know he he was basically lifted and you know they they hadn't recruited him, but you know to the IRA ones who he wasn't a member of, they thought he was because. He, he wasn't an IRA man, even though he was been treated as one, you know, that sort of way, so. And he just done his remand in and, and the Crumlin Road prison and uh, got out, went to Dublin. He found himself just, in a very vulnerable situation then, it seems. In a very vulnerable situation, because he was getting lots of trouble and from the IRA and lots of trouble from, you know, obviously the, the, the real rank and file police and UDR and army, as far as they were concerned, he was an IRA man. They didn't know what MI5 was trying to do, so. But, you know, he just found himself in a lot of trouble from both sides. He went to Dublin, a new, maybe safer life, but he disappeared on Halloween night in 1975. Yeah, obviously, maybe still suspect him or whatever, I don't know, but he, um, he disappeared on Halloween night in 75, and that's the last we well that's the last we know heard of him you know my mom, he'd been in contact with my mother a few days before that he, he phoned her sometimes and wrote to her and stuff like that so and your mother always hoped that he would return oh yeah my mother always hoped of course and always of the inkling that you know Ashley's whenever she learned it was not a, not a you know just lost. as far as we were concerned he was lost rather than dead, you know what I mean? So, um, as lots of people do in the South, you know, people go away and never come back and they don't be dead, they just, just want to clear off and she always said that uh, oh, she'll come back sometime and he'll, there'll be a, he'll, he'll have a, pile, a whole load of grandchildren to look after and she used to buy him Christmas boxes and everything, so. And when and how did your mother find out that Colombo wasn't coming home? Well, that was when the statement came out from, as a result of the Good Friday Agreement. I think it was 98 or 99, it was Palm Sunday. We went to Mass one on Palm Sunday and I, we come back in that way. Nine o'clock Mass, we always come back and went to my mom's house for a cup of tea and a, and a biscuit or whatever, you know. And then after that, I come round to the house here. My house is about half a mile away. And we had a car sitting outside the cul-de-sac and I knew the person he was a he was an IRA man like a, I know he had involvement with the kids and all went in my wife and kids and uh, he comes in behind me knocks on the door proceeds to read me the, a pre- pre- prepared statement about Huglin Iron and all the rest and uh, basically it's come from one of a list of I think it was 17 at that stage. So, now, we had learned that in the Dirty War book about two or three years before that, but didn't really know what to do. So, and i never forget the hardest thing I had to do in my life was go around and tell my mother. And her words was very poignant at the time when I went around to tell her. Like it was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. 
he she says, he burst out crying, she says, the bastards hadn't even the balls to come and tell me themselves. Which I thought was very poignant and very right. I think a lot of people, you know, someone was in your home, I suppose, coldly reading a statement, someone you knew. I mean, did you have a conversation with this person who you believed was or was still in the IRA at that stage? Well, they were younger, so they would have had no, they wouldn't have had any knowledge of Columba or they were much younger than me. So they were just sent as a monkey to go and do the do whatever had to be done, you know what I mean? So, no, I had no conversation with them. I told them to get off my property, and that was it, Nick. But I knew them, so I did. They were from Donachmore. For your family, living in Donachmore, has it been hard? Because you must have to interact with a lot of people, or from time to time, who you must know have been or in the IRA. Oh, absolutely, it's hard, but it's even harder for them because I didn't do anything wrong. It is hard for me to stomach it. It is hard for me to... Um, I just eyeball them. I, I, I eyeball them, but I don't take any credence off them or don't have any dealings with them or anything like that. And I have, I have no problem. I, I don't hold back on what I say. I have to say it. I have to say it, I say it. And there's... People, yes, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's someone who's at mass quite regular when I'm there and, and when he can, I, I look at him, he's an older man and he can't look at me. I don't have anything to hide. These people do. The IRA, we know they've taken Columba away and, and, and they've killed him and we don't know the details of that but unfortunately I suppose we can imagine but I, I suppose the big question I would have then, and you may not have the answer, but I'm sure it's one you ask yourself, like why was he then, to use a, a horrible term, why, why was he disappeared? Why why was that necessary? Well, see, that's the thing. It's the same, it's the same with all that disappeared. I'm convinced. Nobody will ever convince me any differently. Why did they not do what they, if they classed him as an informer, why did they not do and shoot him and throw him on the border. And because he wasn't, and he wasn't involved, and they would have known this. They said it wouldn't have reson you know, resonated with a good Catholic family or whatever, but they disappeared all. have seen or heard or know something about an informer higher up in the organisation or have seen something. And for fear of these ones telling this, they're killed and disappeared. There's no doubt about that. Because like dead men can't talk. You know, Charlie Armstrong in in, in South Armagh was leaving his neighbour and not you know, an older man was leaving his neighbour to Mass and never come back. He has noticed something on the road in South Armagh on that Sunday whenever he'd been leaving them. And he's just had they've just had to go after him and kill him and bury him. That's the reason why. As we speak, there's a new search on for Columbus remains. It's now the seventh search. It's in Braggan Bog in County Monaghan. Why is it believed that that's where Columba has been buried? 
Well, that's where the, the statement come that he was in bragging book. But yes, they have some sort of some sort of information to say about certain areas, a certain area of the book. But it has proved fruitless on sixteens before. So, um, you know, it's a huge expansive area. It's about five miles square, and there's two or three different roads into it. So, um, the object of the matter is he's not found. Now, there was a DNA test carried out on a body exhumed from a graveyard in 2011 and it proved not to be Columba. You know, how did that come about and was that a great disappointment then? Not really because I was going on the word of the the uh, commissioners or the, the, the investigation team. They said, look, it's not, you know, they have to do it to rule it out, but they didn't think it was it was going to be anything, you know, he, he, they, they didn't build their hopes up and I had agreed with them, you know what I mean? This was in Scotstown. I have read in, in, in reports about this that, that Martin McGuinness has actually gone with you to Bragg and Bog, so you, you must have been on speaking terms with, with Martin McGuinness about this issue, or was Martin McGuinness cynically playing along with you or do you think he genuinely wanted to find the remains of, of Columba McVeigh? Well, I knew Martin McGuinness a long time, a long time through my work. You know, I'm a photographer, so I'd have known him a long time and I would have taken photographs of him and different things. And I went to him, I went to him. he said he had talked to the family, which he hadn't. So he, he wanted to meet me and we met and he listened to what I had to say and we went to Bragg and Bog. I originally wanted to take him to Bragg and Bog to show him what it was like. But never at any time did I think or expect that. He was playing me and I was also playing him. You know, I think he was... I'm not saying he didn't want the body found, but I'm saying it's like... And just like now, are they putting the amount of effort in that needs to get it? No, I don't think so. And that's no blighting the man. It's just, he, I'm not saying he didn't want the body found, and he did, of course, I'm sure, as the provisional movement do, and the Republicans do. But you know what? If they want to make it, if they want it, they want it to happen, they have got to be the ones that makes it happen. So you think they could do more? And and what that means, like let's 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 just spell it out. What that means at this stage is that if the if there if there's someone who was alive on that day or that night, that they could perhaps go to the the, the commission and give them more accurate information as to where to dig in the, in that bog. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Well, there's there's ones with info. There is ones. It could be minor detail. At this stage, it could be minor detail because on other cases, it has been wee small snippets that is with with all the rest of the information they've got. Like the investigation team, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. They put it together and then it, it's, it, you know, they, they, it get it right. In lots of cases, they've went four foot one way and found a body. You know, one case, they were going to find Joe Linsky they went, they were told to go to this place and all, and, all, and but they didn't find him, but they found two other they disappeared. You know, so there's been talk, like the ones who committed the dastardly deed, they're not the only ones to know where he's buried. They're not the only ones to know what happened. It has been talked about to 
family and friends and quietly and among the Republican circles. But it has been talked about. And whatever wee snippets of information they have, they could be coming and giving that information. And it might be a little wee, wee bit of information we need. As we speak, Joe Biden is is coming to town. Do you think do you think that he could put additional pressure on Sinn Féin to put additional pressure on other people to come forward with with more information? I have no doubt. The, I mean, the Republican movement, that's Sinn Féin IRA, they're all the one really, like when it comes to that. The Republican movement, the American administration is the only ones that the Republican movement listen to and take up and take heed of. You know, because they... They uh, fundraise quite heavily in the Amer- in America, so they need to keep in with them as well. And I would like Joe Biden. I'd like Joe Biden's a very devout Catholic, and I'm appealing to his Christian beliefs that if if he if he takes it under his notice and looks at it, and he'll realise it's such a non-Christian thing to do. It's a non-Christian thing, and it's a very very easy thing to put more effort into to get right and get it done and get the body recovered and the other bodies as well. And I'm convinced that the American administration could and should do that. And Oliver, obviously we've been speaking about Columba here and speaking about the circumstances of his death and the search for his body. But he was your brother. Can you tell us what sort of a person you remember he was? He was a happy-go-lucky sort of chap, you know, that uh, just didn't take things to, you know, just took it in quite light-hearted and uh, just enjoyed a good time and didn't take things too seriously. Oliver, I'm sure everyone listening wishes your family all the best in the time ahead. Thank you very much. The body which was set up to look for the disappeared is called the Independent Commission for the Location of Victims' Remains. Why was that body established and who exactly are or were the disappeared? To answer some of those questions, I'm joined by my colleague Andrew Madden. We use this term, the disappeared, Mm -hmm. um, missing victims of the Troubles is probably a, a more neutral and a more a less I suppose media term yeah mm-hmm. who exactly are we talking about well it disappeared is the name given to um, people who were secretly killed and buried um, by Republican paramilitaries uh, during the troubles now most of these victims were killed by the IRA and one was killed by the INLA now, uh, the IRA only admitted their role in these murders and secret burials back in 1999 in the wake of the Good Friday Agreement. So after this admission, the British and Irish governments uh, set up the Independent Commission for the Location of Victims' Remains in order to help find the bodies of those missing. The um, Independent Commission is made up of various people ranging from former police detectives um, to people with um, experience in archaeological digs and so forth. So what actually happens is uh, people with any information regarding um, the disappeared um, can submit it anonymously to the Commission and any information gained can't be used in any prosecution. So they're solely to find the remains um, of these people, not to form any sort of criminal prosecutions. 
They have been quite successful up to mm-hmm. now. The remains of 13 of the disappeared have been recovered, 11 of whom have been recovered through the efforts of the Independent Commission. Mm-hmm. But apart from Columba McVeigh, there are three other people who are still to be found. Who are they? Um, Joe Linsky was a former Cistercian monk from the Beachmount area of West Belfast. Um, he went missing during the summer of 1972 um, and his remains have yet been located. It would only emerge that he was disappeared um, in decades after uh, he had went missing. Um, another is Captain Robert Nyrak. He was a British Army officer with the Grenadier Guards and he was on a tour of duty in Northern Ireland when he was abducted from a pub in South Armagh in May 1977 and killed. Uh, he was 29 years old. Um, people were convicted with their involvement in the murder of Robert Nyrak in 1977 and Captain Nairac received a posthumous George Cross. And another is Seamus Maguire, who was around 26 years old when he disappeared from the Lurgan area of County Armagh in and around 1973 or 74. It was only in actually February 2022 that the Commission announced that it was adding Seamus Maguire to the list of the disappeared and his remains have yet to be located to date. With regards to Joe Linsky, Robert Nairac and Seamus Maguire, mm-hmm. I mean, what have the IRA said about these cases? Well, in the case of uh, Joseph Linsky, it came out from former IRA members uh, Dolores Price and a few others um, what had actually happened to him in the fate that befell him. It wasn't known at the time. He simply just disappeared. And the commission since confirmed um, that with its own sources, some of which would have been involved with the Republican paramilitaries. In terms of uh, Robert Nyrak, the IRA have never said anything. The commission has never received any information um, regarding the possible whereabouts of his remains. And as I said, Seamus Maguire was only added uh, to the list in 2022. Um, And again, this hasn't been acknowledged by any of the paramilitaries. Andrew Madden, thank you very much. This episode of The Bell Tale was produced by myself, Kieran Dunbar. The sound design was by Graham Davidson. The clips you heard were from the BBC and Virgin Media News.